Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, those in power write the history and those who struggle write the songs. How do I know this? Because I have a little flyer in my hand here. And where did I get the flyer? I got it from the man sitting in front of me because it's a musical trip through inner city Dublin. It's called North Circular. It is a movie. It's there now. Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Dave. Thanks a million. Yeah, although you've been around with this movie, haven't you, in the last few days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were in London a while back how there. How was Daryl Brain? Was it good? Excellent. That was Cambridge last weekend and there was plenty of uh, plenty of interest in the film. And yeah. Really interesting engagement from the audience, and no, it was a great screen. And it it's was funny lovely. you say plenty of interest in the film. You wouldn't think because North Circle will only appeal to Irish people. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, yeah, what there was a bit of work getting the, the word out there, but Cambridge is a big folky town, and what we did was I got in touch with the Cambridge Folk Festival, who were really supportive, and they basically emailed all their folky heads of. Eastern England and said we're doing this kind of folk musical do you want to come down and that's where a lot of them came from you know so the music really travels I think with the film that's what I noticed about it you know Okay so what is it what is North Circular So it's a documentary that's coming out in the cinema on December the 2nd and it's uh, it's a journey down the North Circular Road from the Phoenix Park to Dublin Port and on the way you meet a lot of characters many of whom are musicians so you hear a lot of stories but you also hear a lot of music and it's in black and white. Uh, okay, fair enough. And it's got, like, I mean, you're talking Crow Park and the zoo and everything around, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different elements to it. I took a very kind of generous interpretation of the North Circular. So widen it out to include the Phoenix Park, widen it out to include Dublin Port. And it's sort of the neighbourhoods as you go along. Yeah. Basically. And the names and the landmarks and the characters and all the rest of it forming a community? Or am I trying to be too... Um, well, each there's sort of eight uh, chapters in the film, yeah. and each one of them has its own character and its own story and its own music. So it's sort of yeah. But the idea is almost like you know when you're walking in the street and you hear voices, characters walking past you, you kind of overhear a bit of a conversation. Yep. It's a bit like that. It's sort of you're walking down the North Circular. Yeah. You kind of hear this person. You That's hear the kind of thing I've done in New York a few times. Walk five, six, seven, eight miles, then get a taxi back or something. But like just to just to stop there and listen to the madness. No, totally. Like and funny, I, I, ages after the film um, was finished, I was it's eighty six minutes long, and it's just a couple of weeks ago actually. I was looking on Google Maps, going so it starts at the Wellington Testimonial, the Obelisk in the Phoenix yeah. Park. It ends up at say the Three Arena, you know, give or take. And I stuck that into Google Maps going, how long does it take to go from the Wellington Testimonial to the Three Arena? And it takes 84 minutes and the film's 86 minutes. So it's hey. almost like a kind of, <laughs> it's almost like a real time yeah. stroll, you yeah. know? But I mean, like, what we're talking here is this is, you've made a musical. Yes. Right. So why necessarily? And once you had Lancome on board, was that something that steered you in that direction? Yeah, well, where I live in Grange Gorman, which is between Stony Badder and Phibsbury. So in other words, you've been around this place for about 20 years or so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's been... Well, it's funny. I grew up in Bray. And yeah, then I so moved, you're a blow-in. I am a blow-in. Mm. But when I started making this film, I was chatting to my aunt and she goes, well, you know you're from there. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, sure, your grandmother grew up on a flat in the North Circular Road with her seven siblings. And I was like, what? Right. And then I looked it up and her gaff was around the corner from where I live, like... So by complete coincidence, I ended up moving back to this place 
where my grandmother had grown up and married my, my grandfather. Every journey eventually leads to home. It that's seems, the way it is. But yeah. this is it. And I, like, it's a coincidence, right? Yeah. But, but is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, God, like, that's the go. thing. Yeah, right. I know, I know, I know. But like, you can't, you, you can't really say it's definitely Okay, but like, in terms of the music, folk music has a certain thing about it. It tells a story. It's a narrative thing in me, Bob. Is that something that was important to you? That no, you definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was kind of the conceit of the film was... So the reason I call it a, it's a I call it a musical, not a music documentary. Yeah, documentary musical, and the idea of that is it's not about music. Yeah, the film is not about music. The music is about the film. That's the idea. Yeah, exactly. Where you kind of, if you're telling the story of a prisoner, you hear a prison song. Yeah. If you're telling the story of a soldier, you hear a battle song, and I guess folk music has kind of always been storytelling, always been narrative. Yeah. Often engaged with history and that kind of thing. And well, there is gritty stuff there. We're talking gang warfare and other stuff too. Like, well, know. I kind of didn't really. No, you didn't. But I mean, you're not stupid enough not to know it's there. Yeah, I mean, I think the area has many characteristics. Like it's it's sort of monumental and it's brimming with history, but it's funny and it's full of characters and it is a bit gritty. Like you know, I mean, oh, there no, are you know, it's in not. In your head, did the film come before the music? Um, that's the film came first. Right. The idea of the street came first, and then I did some work with Lancome, um on the title track. That when they were called Lynched, back when they're Lynched days uh, of Cold Old Fire, and that film that I did with them just kind of there was a bit of magic about it. Sometimes you just sometimes something just works and you love it, and loads of people loved it. And I was like, I'd love to go back to that world of black and white and 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 music so they were two separate things in my head the north circular and the black and white and the music but yeah. then the reason i i worked with lancome is because they lived near where i lived and that whole area is the center of that scene you know like uh lancome john francis flynn lisa o'neill ye vagabonds mm. like they're all locals yeah. you know so that's the scene that the neighborhood embodies you know so then i thought well why don't they just start pulling those guys in and going beyond reaching out into the more informal singing circles and just finding amazing singers. Well, if I start getting into classes, I'll get into trouble, but I don't mind. Let's get into trouble. Um, is Gemma, like, would she be more the working class part of what you're talking about? Well, it's, funny you, should, it's funny you should say that. I think, like, the energy through the road is definitely dub, north, north side yeah. Dubliner. You know, it's not like, oh, there's hipsters in Stony Batter. You know, John Flynn is from... Fairview or something and he's you know he's he's a dub like you know it's I suppose with Gemma what she represents is sort of a slightly different community obviously in Sheriff Street right down the end of the road and like not folk music in the kind of classic sense of the word obviously because she's like a garage singer or an R&B yeah, singer or whatever you want to call up her the but, flats. Yeah, yeah but but she is sort of a documentarian in her sensibility like like her songs are like stories from the street oh gosh, yeah yeah so like in a way that narrative thing, that kind of folk memory thing, that hyper local thing, and she has a fiddler and she has a harpist, you know, which is obviously a connect back into that world of tradition and Irishness. So, like, the other thing about Gemma is she's just a really, really smart, interesting person who'd like you just like listening to because she'll evoke something really interesting in her phrase making and her insights. So, and I'd actually seen on Twitter that she was thinking about making a documentary. And this was as I was putting this together and I was like, you know what? It'd be brilliant to put her in the proposal. So her and Lancome were the only two people I had in the in the plan. But then, you know, when you're a documentary maker, you have a plan, but you're hoping 
there's going to be a better one. <laughs> but like, you know, do you think you're, you're looking at people who play music the way music is real, the way music is meant to be played as such? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, I suppose it's that thing of what does the music represent? Yeah. What value system is behind it? And uh, it's actually an interesting point that I, I never got into the film in a kind of proper way at all, but the recession and the crash of 2008, um, it didn't produce a huge amount of culture. But I think that first Lancome album, like if you, the lyrics of Cold Oil Fire is a story about the crash and about the misery and the... Do you remember the freezing winters of like 2010 and 2011? And I do. The whole country was just on a total downer and it was horrible. A and lot of was... people like the snow. <laughs> <laughs> the, snow was the, the snow was definitely an upside. But it was a grim time and the music is kind of a grim music for a grim time. But that good art that came out of that grim time and God, God loved them. They're fabulous people and all that. But the Celtic Tiger musical icons were the cores in Westlife. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... They weren't, they were very successful and they had plenty of money, but they weren't exactly great art, you know? So it was one of those things. Five, ah, one, come five, on, five, come two. on. <laughs> as I, but you know, I um, think, I, so I think, the, as I say, the value system of that music is about, you well, know. I mean, it's playing for free in the local for starters. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where you find a lot of it, obviously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, did, did you see people playing music and you went, holy cow, I don't have my camera with me. Any chance, guys, you do it again here tomorrow because I'm trying to make a film? Pretty much it? I did, yeah, did yeah. That was very much like a, a recurring thing that happened in the film. Like there's a young Ellen Piper who I bumped into in the Phoenix Park with his mate playing a tin whistle. I was walking past a little house in Stony Bad where I heard two lads rehearsing, knocked on their door. They're in a band called Alfie. Ryan McCauley and Fiacre Meek, you ever hear of them? They're in a, I think Alana Thornburg's the third member. I'll tell you who Ryan is, his dad, McCauley, his dad was in Them. What? Yes. Oh my God, with Van, here comes yeah, the night, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, exactly, McCauley, yeah, I think they're from up Loudway or something. Um, so, you know, I got them out and they were in a Devney Gardens playing an old folk song and there was a Adrian and Dinar Sherban who were like these uh, wonderful... Roma Gypsy percussionists right. as well. I bumped into them in a park and I got them in the film too. You know? So this is the documentary musical. Correct. Can I call it that? Okay, yep. fine. So if that's the case then, do you like musicals? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do and I don't. You know what I mean? I like, you know, big Willy Wonka fan. I love Oliver. But a lot of musicals kind of leave me gritting my teeth a bit, you know. Like, for example, I loved Whiplash. Right, yeah. Because you? Because your man got the head beaten off him every five seconds. Well, it just had teacher. real edge and intensity. Really but then I, then I switched on La La Land and it lasted about two minutes. I was like, no. You see, that's no. it. I don't really like musicals, but I, that opening thing in La La Land and the traffic thing is brilliant. Did it you, was, I thought it was like an insurance ad. Yeah, I couldn't it doesn't stand matter. It, like. still brilliant. You know, I've seen great insurance ads in my day. It's one of the best ones I've seen. And also, what do you call it? The, the one, the City of Lights or whatever they do at the piano. Gorgeous oh, yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean... I just think you know that kind of jazz hands, slight over enthusiasm. Let's break into song. I just I deliberately led you down here. So it's like, you know, <laughs> do you think I care about your answer? <laughs> um, okay, so like some of your characters, a lot like in in this, they are musicians. I mean, like you know, yes, they do play. You know, yeah, totally. I mean, like, and sometimes the the sort of idea was that the characters would have interesting lives, but they'd also have connections to the past. So it's kind of a film about history, but it doesn't have any old footage in it or any old photos. So the idea would be the ideal character was the person who is a musician, who was doing something interesting with their lives now, but who was also connected to the past. So Gemma, for example, obviously has an amazing self-managed musical career, but her great grandmother was um, 
the midwife to the Monto Red Light District, the Granny Dunleavy. So she was connected to the whole world of mm. that big sex work area down around the back of Foley Street, as it is now known today. So she was able to tell that story, but then also tell the story of the gentrification and the pressure in her community in the 21st century. So like, you know, and there's a few characters like that who kind of worked on all these different levels. So right. it's exciting. I tell you, documentaries, I think now need to have those levels in them. They need to be complex and kind of substantial because everyone's a documentary maker now. Like if you've got a Facebook feed or an Instagram feed, yeah. you're kind of a documentary yeah. maker, you know? So yeah. if you want to make a film that people are going to go and see in the cinema, you've got to give them a bit more than that, you know? So. Okay, by the way, we're talking to Luke McManus. We're talking here about North Circular, which can be seen when, where, how? December the 2nd, the yeah. film is being released. Uh, it's in four cinemas in Dublin, IFI, Lighthouse, Pol um, Savoy and IMC Dunleary. And it's opening in Belfast as well on the 2nd. And we're also going to Palos in Galway on the 9th of December, hoping to open in Cork that weekend as well. You went to London for a while. Did London teach you that really, like, maybe you're better off back home where there are better stories? Yeah, I wasn't in London for that long, but I kind of... Um, I think it was more the lockdown, actually, that's kind of changed my view of what's interesting and what isn't. I think for a lot of people, the lockdown was a time of obviously terrible confinement and frustration. But for me, it was a time when I realized just how interesting where I lived was and how many layers of unusual weird things there were around me. And I kind of feel like this city has probably enough stories to sustain me. So yeah, like there, are, there are a million documentaries out there, obviously a million music documentaries, yes. which this is not the same thing necessarily at all. But I mean, you know, it, it, it can be very exciting and very creative to work within the whole idea of making a documentary, etc. But do you think the, the way you, what you've got there, is it easier to take chances, if you like, because there's all this thing happening there anyway that will always fill in the gaps or it doesn't matter if I try this because reality will always take over. Well, it definitely helps. Like you have that foundation. It's almost like a safety net. You, yeah. So you can walk yeah. the tightrope with confidence. Yeah, but you know? I mean, that's what you're making, so it's fine. Yeah, did yeah. you see Moon Age Daydream? Have you seen the Bowie doc? No. Oh, oh yeah, I did. I saw in the in the, what do you call it, the IMAX theatre thing. Yeah, yeah I told Please, let's not, let's not get started. I've been talking about about that quite a bit over it's amazing though right it blew uh, my mind I loved it yeah do you know why because it, was, it wasn't about David Bowie just it was no, about you, no, hold it was on, about before, a lot of things no, like. before you go any further it was about Brett Morgan the guy who made it as far as I'm concerned yeah, he should have everyone, backed he, no he should have backed off a bit I mean I, it was, there was lots that was really brilliant about it. Uh, like, yeah, amazing a, amount of stuff I hadn't seen before as well and like, wasn't that amazing started bringing in the Battleship Potemkin and the stuff from 400 years ago and like, I was like hold on a second now I loved, just, I, I loved it I loved it so much I, I was just the sitting way, there I going this is incredible this five star business across the board I'm going wait a second oh no no for me pull it was back just a little there, bro. Like, did you like the Sinead O'Connor one this, uh, yeah it was very good yeah I loved it you're it was, probably in it though it's a great story <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember were you in it or not like I, I loved it I thought it was amazing but it wasn't a great story though like uh, who Sinead's story or but just David seeing Bowie? her from today's oh, perspective yeah. her story is astonishing yeah but really just is, also yeah. how relevant it is to now is what I yeah. thought was really extraordinary but I mean it's relevant to now because she was the first right she exactly that exactly that. Like but even the look a of her long time to take it off you know yeah yeah, yeah I even, know. even the look of her yeah a lot of defiance in it alright in terms yeah. of all those earlier shots and stuff yeah no totally. question about it yeah. but it's that thing of like Moon Age Daydream's about the nature of creativity and identity 
nothing compares is about the repressive Ireland of that era and how, you know, the difficulty of being an unconventional person. Yeah. You know, yeah. and how there was dysfunction in families and yeah. institutions. Hold on. I, you I know, liked just, Mooney's Daydream. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just... Fred Morgan doesn't need my support. He's no, doing just fine. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. he's grand. very effusive when he was here on the programme. Right? And did I tell him I thought there was the problems with it? I thought, that's not worth it. He was just too... Rah! Yeah, anyway. I met him in Sheffield, all right. He was... Yeah. He was good crack though. He was pleasant enough. He, like. Did he make Montage of Heck? The, the, he did. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was very good too, actually. Yeah, that was very depressing though. I mean, when the well, two of them. you try and make an uplifting Kirk well, Cobain documentary. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, the two of them on heroin, it was just awful. I know. Stuff. It was really I know, awful. It was. Yeah. It was grim right enough. Like, um, yeah. Okay, so the confining of where we lived and all the rest of it, did that make it more difficult or make it different? In other words, did the COVID get in the way? Yeah, it kind of made it more easy. Really? Bizarrely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it made it more easy to get the film made in a way. The Arts Council, who supported the film and financed it and were amazing in that they just said, here's the money, don't compromise, come back in a year. Um, they were very, very hands off. But when I was pitching it to them, they really loved the idea. But I was also able to say, and this is all within 5K of my house. So if we get locked down again in the morning, I can still walk out the door and get this thing made, you know. Yeah. And, and that... I think made a difference yeah. so it is a kind of artifact of lockdown the same way that Lancome album's an artifact of recession you know culture sits on top of the rest of society and is informed by it you know and I guess that's what this is well, then do the but it's not about Covid though you know it's not like a Covid no film, and it's not know? looking into the past either but by the same token do contemporary lives echo the narratives of the past did yeah, you find exactly. that out did you exactly exactly that and in fact when I made the film I I um, kind of realised myself and the editor John Murphy amazing guy uh, who kind of really tied the whole thing together we were looking at the journey down the road kind of looking at it on the wall of the edit suite and we were like you know what this is like the history of Ireland you know you start with the age of empire and you end with the age of equal rights for women and for the LGBT community as represented by Kelly Harrington and Gemma Dunleavy and then all this other stuff in between revolutions and institutionalization and religious dominance and all this crack kind of happened in between. So, yeah, I mean, it's very highfalutin. I'm full of notions on this one, I'm right. afraid to say. Like, Are you going to go it, all James Joyce on me now and tell you you for 100 <laughs> years and he was the first guy to set up uh, the Volta Cinema, etc. I believe he was a good singer too, was he? Very good singer. James Joyce, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so a fine tenor voice, as, the, right. as the poem says. Yeah, yeah, so the first song here in this film is about uh, Charles Stuart Parnell, yeah. That'll be one of Joyce's childhood heroes. You see where I'm going with all this? The structure, the number of chapters, go. not unlike you. Jeez, you know an awful what lot about the hell are you trying well to do here? Are you day? trying to make it look like <laughs> you're some incredibly important person? Is that it? Well, you know what? Like uh-huh. I, I was. I, one of the things I was really nervous about was you're making a local film for local people. I'm the local filmmaker. It's interesting to me. Is anyone else going to find it interesting? Possibly not. And. I was in a Ulysses telegram group, you know, a little reading group. We were doing two pages a day for a whole year. And uh, what? <laughs> so right, so basically some of my mates set up a telegram group, which is like a WhatsApp group, right? And the idea was you'd read two pages of Ulysses every day and after a year you'd have read the whole thing. So we'd all be kind of egging each other on, going, Where are you now? How have you how far have you got? And you'd get a little nudge and it gets you through it, it was amazing. But as I was reading it, I was like, Wow, this guy is just like it's all about Dublin. It's all totally local. Yeah. It's all these tiny details about Dublin. But it still became an international phenomenon. Because, so, And then I was reading up about it and he 
he at one stage wrote to someone in the universal, in the particular it's contained the universal. So basically meaning if you do something that's really, really detailed about one place, it actually can contain yeah, okay. yeah. the universal themes that concern us all. So that's the notion. Another well, notion. things and places here, like the Georgian tenements of Dorset Street, uh, the canal banks of Ballybock, the pubs of Stony Batter, the dark alleys of Montreux. Yeah. I mean, did, did you enjoy it? <laughs> that was amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, to be honest, as a filmmaker, if you're given money and kind of left alone to get on with it, that is kind of the dream yeah. in terms of yeah. you can just do the film you want to do right? and then getting to work with the creative people in the crew who are incredible and then I mean the musicians who are just outrageously talented and were very generous with their time and participation like I've seen the film about 10 times in the cinema now and I keep saying to myself I'm going to go out now and do some work and come back in at the end yeah. and every time I get sucked in just, get, you yeah. know, because there's so much music in it yeah. it's like listening to an album you know the way you can listen to your uh, favourite album right. over and over again, you know? Right. Well, variety in the States here. Look, beautiful, a heartfelt love letter to Dublin. And that's exactly what it is. That's what I said at the very beginning. So just finally, and congratulations, North Circular it is. Check it out in cinemas, four cinemas, Dublin, the beginning of December, basically. and then Second of December, and we're Cork yeah. Galway in Belfast, and then we're hopefully getting around the country in the new year. Northcircular.ie, that's where you'll find okay. out all about it. Can you talk to me uh, all about Ireland now because of what you've done here? Because can you experience the entire history of a, a of a whole nation by simply walking along a, a couple of cities. Well, streets. yeah, I mean that's a single so, cities. Yeah, that was sort of the uh, idea that I kind of grew out of the making of the film. Um, so you've grown out of that now, have you? No. <laughs> well, I just you know what I just don't want it to feel like it's a kind of history lesson because yeah. it's no, it's about it's now. Not. Like it's ultimately it's music, about now. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. ultimately about now, but it has resonances maybe. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, it's 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 been a really brilliant experience I mean we were in London and Cambridge and just seeing the responses there you know yeah. and as I say it's going to the States in the new year and it's really really wonderful just to be able to bring something that's so much part of your personal life and that yeah. you've invested so much in the other thing as well is if the pressure on me to make it good because like if it had been shite I would have had to move house you know oh, okay well listen <laughs> you know? come on yourself Luke thank you very much indeed South Circular next no I oh, don't think so I'm a bit boring the South Side isn't hey it? good luck see you <laughs> Dave Fanning on 2FM.